Let's get into God's word. Amen? You guys ready? I got uh, a really exciting sermon series that we're going to dive into starting next week. Uh, it's, it's like, I, I, think I, I think it might be my favorite sermon series that we'll ever do at Church in the City. And that's going to start next week. And uh, so you guys can hopefully get some excitement there for that as well. Um, today, uh, I've been given, uh, uh, I've been prayed over and, and uh, been given two psalms for my year of 2023, and I wanted to share them with you and pray this exact same uh, blessing that I got to you guys. So if you have your Bibles this morning, you can turn to Psalm chapter 20. That's where we're going to start, and uh, well, you can get there and and uh, we're going to read through Psalm chapter 20 and Psalm chapter 23, all right? Psalm 20 and then to 23 after. And you can see how that's kind of cool, right? Because it's 2023. You guys kind of see that connection there. And, uh, you know, 2023 has been off to an interesting start, I may say. You know, I'm not going to ask if anyone's broken their New Year's resolutions already. But maybe some people have. I think starting back all the way to even 2020, till even about, even till this day, there's kind of been a dynamic change in our culture. You know, there's been a, a shift, a, a, even a high tension um, kind of culture that we've been in. And, and some of you who are sports nuts like me have, may have heard of this story that happened last week. Uh, maybe if you're not a sports nut, you maybe even heard of this story because it was pretty big. Uh, it was about the football player who passed out on the field. Um, this football player, uh, he passed out directly on the field. It was, it was a pretty incredible story so far. And, and one of the assistant medical directors was on, on the field giving this guy CPR. And he had no heartbeat at first and was able to get them to the hospital. And, and he's able to breathe with assistance at the time. And you can imagine that picture, that very sad situation, this young young guy who just collapses on the field. And, uh, and to us sports fans, this is like one of the most important games of the year and it's very cool to see that even as sports fans, this important game, quote-unquote, became a lot less important. That you know, everyone was actually concerned over this young athlete named Damar Hamlin. It was actually nice to see the human side of things, is what I'm trying to say. That the human side of things is still important. It didn't matter about your political preference. didn't matter what team you're cheering for. It was almost like this tragedy was something that brought people together. And, and you think a global pandemic would have done that, right? You think that would have you know, brought us together. We'd be arm in arms fighting together. But it seems to me that the global pandemic's brought a lot of different polarizing ideas and, and high tensions in the air. It seems to me that our nation hasn't really been happy over these last few years. It's been pretty, pretty tense, in my opinion. A lot of people have opposite ends of the uh, uh, belief spectrum, and, and uh, their fundamental truths don't match with other people's fundamental truths. And, and over the years, uh, over since, since 2020, it seems more and more that as things are progressing, that our culture has been moving away from the biblical truths and biblical principles. 
And, and, and through this sad moment in a football game, you know, I actually started out pretty skeptical. I thought, you know, people are going to be at each other's uh, uh, throats with different arguments. But after even a few days, I actually came up with some hope. Obviously, there are still some people arguing and, 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 and you know, being those kind of people, uh, just, just turning the situation even more negative. But overall, but overall, I think, I, I think it's actually more people coming together putting their differences aside, joining arm in arm for, for actually just caring about the health of this young 24-year-old athlete who had seemed to have no heartbeat at the time. And pretty much every tweet, social media post, even mainstream media was talking about sending out thoughts and prayers to Damar Hamlin as his name. Thoughts and prayers to the family. And I was actually even moved by this. A sports analyst who's been around ESPN for a long time. ESPN, as many of you know, they, they, are, they don't like religious stuff or anything religious with, with, the, with their, their programming. But this analyst paused in the middle of their programming. And uh, instead of just sending out a tweet of thoughts and prayers, he actually paused and prayed. And I was actually really moved by that moment. I was shocked by it. And in my heart, just seeing everyone... Uh, tweeting and posting about it. It was, it was a great to actually see someone actually pause and pray. Now, I don't know the exact medical, medical condition of DeMar Hamlin today. I know he's now breathing on his own. And uh, he was able to attend a team meeting via, uh, I think it was Zoom or, or Teams or something like that. And um, basically, this man was supposed to either not wake up at all or wake up with very little brain function. And I know most people will think, wow, this guy, he's lucky. He's lucky. He's very lucky. And, you know, I, I have a problem when it comes to that, you know. Uh, uh, and a lot of people talk about coincidences. And, you know, uh, but many of you know what I know. It just reminded me of the power of prayer. And I, I've been on this for a little while now. I've been, been talking about, yes, it's great to increase our knowledge. It's great to increase our, our growth. And I like to study. I want to grow in my wisdom. But yet, I still have never had the opportunity to logic someone into a relationship with Christ. It's always been the experience and the steps of faith they take to go through themselves. So Church in the City, our, our theme today is, is, is a simple theme. A theme that we've heard time and time again, but I think it's a great reminder for us. It's for us to be prayer, people of prayer. We're called to fight the battles that we face in prayer, we have to give it over to God. God doesn't want us to use our strength or, or lack thereof. God just wants us to be faithful. He will open the doors that need to be opened. He'll, he'll, he'll show us where we need to walk and to talk and to share and to love and to give and to be a blessing and to represent. He'll also close the doors that need to be closed. God has always made a way and he will make a way for you. That's why when we've gone through scriptures uh, and, and, different, and different messages, uh, we've seen different uh, uh, people throughout scripture, different uh, leaders and prophets and, and, and all that throughout scripture, even in the midst of their suffering, they will say, I will praise you, God. I give thanks to you, God. Even in the midst of their suffering, as he proves to us over and over again, and I think, I think CITC, we, we get blind here in North America, uh, and we sometimes forget these daily blessings, that even the air in our lungs is a blessing today. 
And church, I've just been reminded for for this year, for this 2023, this upcoming year, uh, of this blessing that's uh, been shared with me that I would love to share with you. It's these two psalms, uh, and, and, and I needed to share them with you this morning. Like I said, next week we're going to start one of my favorite series I think we'll ever do at Church in the City. But I got these two psalms for you. And uh, we're going to start in Psalm chapter 20. If you want to find it in your Bibles, I'll also have it on the screen, I believe. And uh, you can check it out there. And if you're a note taker, I got three points for you this morning as well. Here's point number one. It's this, delight and desperation. Delight and desperation. And we're going to start with reading in Psalm chapter 20, starting in verse 1. It says this. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May he remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offerings. May he give you the desire of your heart and make all your plans succeed. May we shout for joy over your victory and lift up our banners in the name of our God. May the Lord grant all your requests. And, and this is a psalm of David. This is actually uh, for David. Uh, these words are for David and um, for his time as king. And church, I was just encouraged and reminded this week that, you know, prayer isn't supposed to be the last thing we do. You know, and a lot of time, even in Christian culture, we wait till time of crisis to start praying. And we, we, we view prayer as this like last minute miracle. We need to be remember, we need to remember church to be in prayer during what I like to call the mountaintop times. Those are the good times and the valley low times, which I call the tough times. You guys with me today? Awesome, awesome. I know I know we talk about resolutions at this time of year. And um, instead of talking about resolutions for us, you know, I was thinking of starting a year with talking about our uh, a mindset adjustment or, or our mindset resolution, if you will. Um, you know, resolutions are good, and I think they're great for goals. I, I think a lot, uh, a, a lot of people have resolutions. I have a few of my own. Uh, I can't remember the exact statistics on uh, people who actually complete their resolutions. I'm pretty sure most people fail in the first month. Um, that's just how it goes. A lot of people have the resolution of getting in shape and, and being healthy for the year. And there's going to be a, a set of people that, uh, that go a little bit crazy. They'll go on a crazy diet, and they might lose a little bit of weight, um, but then they, they eventually will break, and, 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 and they probably will fail at that point. But, they know, but people who, who, who do this, this healthy lifestyle, when it's a healthy lifestyle, when they, they make the change in all areas of their life, when, they, when they're conscious about eating healthy and eating uh, the right amounts, and, and then also conscious about you know, being active and, and getting their exercise in, getting their steps in, and then a third portion of, of, of actually being conscious of getting enough sleep. When you put all those three things together, Together, you're going to be living a healthy lifestyle and get healthy. You can starve yourself, like I said, lose some weight, but you eventually you're going to break and you won't see those right kind of gains. You'll see the wrong kind of gains is what I'm trying to say. So this, this spiritual mindset, this spiritual resolution we may, uh, that, that I'm going to challenge us for all of us to take upon is for us to be people of prayer. Every step of the way, every single day, we got to start our day giving thanks to God and secondly, putting on the armor, the spiritual armor of God. So let's get this understanding, church, because every single day, 
As Christ followers, we have the enemy trying to make us stumble, the enemy trying to lead us down the path of, 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 of sin, the wrong path, getting us to look to the left or the right. And that's the reality of the situation. We actually live under immense spiritual attack every single day. And unfortunately, church, I think as Christians, many of us like to go streaking. Yes, you heard me right, streaking. Streaking, for those of you who don't know, well, it, it's different than streaks. We had a friend in high school, his name was Skidmark. We, get, we called him Skidmark Steve because he left different kind of streaks that we don't want to talk about. But streaking, okay, for those of you who don't know, are basically people who are running down the street naked, okay? Naked, yeah, you may have seen it on TV, maybe at a sporting event where it's usually a dude who's making a dumb decision, takes off all his clothes, starts running through the field, eventually gets tackled, and what you don't see is the big fines that come along with it and maybe even some uh, uh, suspensions or bans from the stadium, maybe even some jail time, who knows? Um, it's not a fun situation. All for their 15 seconds of quote-unquote glory. But yes, I think a lot of us as Christians, we go streaking. I know for a while I've been streaking. Yeah, that's right. And get this, I know people in the room today, you have gone streaking. I'll take it a step further. I think going streaking is even a popular way to act as a Christian in our culture today. And CATC, streaking is not a good thing, all right? I, I, let's make that clear. But a lot of us in our daily Christian walk, all we have on is the helmet of salvation. No, we got nothing else on. We are left defenseless. We're left wide open. And it's January. It's cold outside. It's a really not good thing. Now I'm just painting a bad picture for everyone. Church, we're called to be people of prayer that rely on Yahweh. We need to start our day giving thanks and, and putting on the spiritual armor of God every single day as we prepare. We can't be going streaking. Leaves us way too open. God wants to protect us. And the Holy Spirit is with us, wants to support us. It says in Scripture, even in our distress, he will answer. On top of that, the, the, this prayer for us, this, this psalm for us, it says that he gives us the desires of our heart and makes all the plans succeed. And when we shout for joy and victory, let's lift up our banners in the name of our God. May the Lord grant all these requests. Our desires of the heart should line up with the biblical truths and principles, not our own selfish ambitions. And, and with that in mind, why would God not let us succeed? And church, I have a few testimonies that have been, that have been uh, itching to share with you guys, but I have to wait to the final point of the message to give them to you. This is just to help us build up. This is a build up for it. This is some reminders that we got to make sure at CITC that we aren't streaking. We are fully equipped. We are prayer people ready for what comes our way. Whether it's a mountain high time or a valley low time, we will rejoice in the name of God. Amen? Amen. Point number two for the note takers. You can write this down. It says, blessed assurance. That's the old way of saying it. I know it says blessed assurance, but blessed assurance is my favorite hymn of all time. This is my second hint to my uh, worship leader over there, um, you know, throwing that at him. Let's, uh, let's dive into verse 6 here, continuing on in Psalm chapter 20. It says this, 
Now this I know, the Lord gives victory to his anointed. He answers him from his heavenly sanctuary with the victorious power of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They are brought to their knees and fall, but we rise up and stand firm. Lord, give victory to the king. Answer us when we call. Church, this is the assurance and hope that is in Yahweh. This is the case in every conflict with our spiritual enemies when we engage them in the name, the spirit, and the power of Christ. This will be the case at the last day when the world with with the prince of it shall be brought down and fall, but believers risen from the dead through the resurrection of the Lord shall stand and sing his praises in heaven. In Christ's salvation, let us rejoice and set up our banners in the name of the Lord our God, assured that by the saving strength of his right hand, we shall be conquerors over every enemy. Amen? So no matter what you're facing, CITC, no matter what comes against us as as the church in the city right here in downtown Toronto, no matter what challenges we face, I, uh, I think of our missions partners, the, the Pregnancy Care Center, is the same thing for them no matter what challenges they face because when we're, when we're partners with them, it's a we thing, right? No, no matter what challenges we face. This year, 2023, I really believe God's already moving and we're, we're, we're seeing a shift in the culture. And we're going to see a move of Christ. You know, these are the words that have, been, that have been given to me, and I just had to share them with you. And God is calling on us to go and be faithful. The enemies in front of us will fall. And you know, some of those doors that seem to have been closed on us, God's going to open them. And God may break some chains that need to be broken. Maybe they've been some chains over your family. Maybe they've been generational chains. This year is the year where God breaks those chains. We're going to see victory over these things. And church, don't get me wrong. I I believe in modern medicine. I I know God will use it in different ways as well, in different treatments, and all that's good. But I also believe that in my heart, we're going to see some supernatural moves of God. An overflowing, an outpouring of His Spirit upon us, upon our neighbors, upon our workplaces, our families. We're going to see a move of God in this place. And I pray, I pray we will see many healed in this place, both in spirit and in body. We're going to see many come to a relationship with Christ. And our faith as believers will be multiplied. And church, this 2023, we are fully relying and fully giving everything we have over to our God. And we know the move is coming. And actually, church, this move has already started. It's already begun. I'm almost at my final point, and I'm still holding off on sharing these testimonies. It's going to be at the very end of my final point to to give you, share you some of these encouragements. They're really good. If you're taking notes, point number three is this house of Yahweh. And uh, last year, we talked a little bit about um, uh, lineages and names and the representation of names. And in the olden times, if you talked about, let's say, my last name is Chandran, if you talked about house of Chandran, it's, it would, uh, you'd be talking about everything my family would represent, all of our, our uh, places we will work and what we believe in, most importantly. If you talk about 
House of Lumamba, same thing, or House of Ruben, or, or House of Kim. I like that one. That was one of my favorites. House of Kim. Um, all, 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 the, all, all the lineage of the Kims, all right? I think it goes all the way to the World Cup teams because you got lots of t- Kims on the World Cup, right? That Korean World Cup. They had like, I think they had seven, was it something like that, seven players named Kim, last name Kim on the World Cup. I hope when people see House of Chandran, they, they, they see something like children of God or, or dedicated to serving God. And it's kind of cool. This is what Church in the City is. We're a bunch of small different houses put together, which makes up Church in the City, right? That's who we are. And, and what's really cool from all of that, among, among our houses here and, and us making up the church here, we actually have a, a, a reserved spot in the kingdom of heaven with a house for us. You know, I have a Spanish friend who would always say, I got a cabin in Manolo. And I don't know, I didn't really know what that meant, but he's explained it to me that saying that he has a, a place reserved in heaven. Maybe some of my Spanish-speaking friends can, can confirm that with me. Church, as we walk through 2023 together, I want to hold on to these two Psalms, Psalm 20 and 23. And maybe what we could do today, if you're able, why don't you stand with me and we can read together uh, Psalm 23. You guys can even read it together with me. It says, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. You may be seated. Church, Yahweh is our shepherd. He will lead us and comfort us. He'll protect us and provide for us and give us a place to stay in his house. So quite simply, CITC, 2023 is calling us to be people of prayer. God wants to move in this place. He wants to move in our families, our neighborhoods, our workplaces, our schools, in our lives. And, and, and it starts with us taking a step of faith and bringing to him whatever troubles and challenges we face. We've got to stop relying on our own strength and give it over to him. Let God make the miracle for you. Are you ready for that, church? It's January 8th already. And I got a bunch of 5.11s that came to me. 5.11s, if you're unfamiliar, is uh, what we like to call, uh, uh, it comes from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11. We usually take a moment and, and uh, pray for one another and also share testimonies and encouragements with one, another, with one another. So when I say 5.11, it's usually what I'm talking about, a testimony. So I got some testimonies to share with you. And um, you guys ready for this? Because I got some, it gave me goosebumps. It's been, it's been, oh, it's been, it's been a good start to 2023 in this sense. I'm going to start with the Canary District, okay? Um, God's been opening some amazing doors over there. And 
a bunch of us uh, got together and were able to wrap presents for the, the wigwam and housing in the Canary District. We were able to give every single uh, child in the wigwam and housing uh, a, a Christmas gift, which was really cool. It's a p- really cool picture of me and Caleb there in the in the Wagwaman housing, and uh, with a bunch of the gifts and uh, and some other pictures online of people wrapping gifts with us as well. And um, from that was really cool. Uh, they they've since the pandemic uh, basically have been closed off towards us, and uh, not I don't think in a negative sense, just for different purposes and 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 reasonings, right? And um, it was really cool just chatting with the manager over this last uh, week and a half at the Wigwam. And uh, she's basically invited us saying, take any day of the week you want. Use our party room to run any kind of kids and youth ministry in there. We need you guys back there. And um, they've, uh, they have parents requesting us to come on back to the, to the Wigwam and room. Isn't that amazing, church? God is on the move. Another, another uh, uh, 511 for the Canary District. Canary is, uh, uh, right now we're renting the uh, George Brown Residence Conference Room in the second floor. And I was basically talking with one of the, the, the managers there, and I was just uh, sharing with them that if there's any opportunities where we can volunteer, um, I, I shared with them that we're, we're still rebuilding our campus there. We're just a few in number there, but we'll, we're, we have volunteers ready to help out in any way. And he's, he was very thankful for that. And he actually came back. He said, I want to be a blessing to you guys. And uh, I, he said, what we're going to do for you guys is we're going to reduce your weekly rent by 33%. And um, I was just absolutely blown away. And, and for, for those of you to know, that's the second time they've reduced rent for us in the Canary. So when, when has that ever happened in Toronto? All right? God is on the move. There's a few more that I'll, I'll keep more on the anonymous side. Uh, we've been praying with the, the Pregnancy Care Center and, and trying to find our role as we work with them. And uh, it was very cool. One of the members of our church had a lady approach them, and uh, they had an unexpected pregnancy. So they knew what to do. They said, I'm going to send you to the Pregnancy Care Center. They gave them their number and all that. Then, then also asked myself and a few others just to pray for this lady um, as she's had this unexpected pregnancy. Uh, the very next day, this lady uh, uh, calls back the, the member of our church and, uh, and, and shared this. I'll just share directly what they said because I think it's very nice. It says, hey, I've decided to keep this baby. Honestly, this may sound so corny, but this pregnancy, it's what has made me realize I need to stop taking my life for granted and build a relationship with God. I've been dodging him. That's why I've been so miserable in my life. I have no peace. And sure, child, that, that one hit home for me for sure. And uh, just to see God move through, through our people. Another life saved. What a testimony. God is on the move. Church, there have been a few people who have also shared with me um, about some very big challenges they've had with mental health over 2022. And um, they've had some really amazing moments with God. And, and they, 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 they feel that God has just totally freed them from their anxieties and worries. And uh, I just wanted to share that with you because I know, I hope that speaks to someone today that, that whoever is struggling with any anxieties, worries, or depressions, uh, may, maybe you can just try and, and, and rely on God with them. Bring it to God and help him walk through you. Help, let him help you walk through it and you can rely on him and let him see you through it because God is on the move. 
was really cool. I've had uh, uh, four different people talk to me about how uh, they've had favor in their workplaces. And uh, they've had some financial struggles and been praying for financial breakthrough. And God once again came through. There's four people that have been promoted uh, to different jobs this this year. And and two of them were, were specifically praying for financial breakthroughs. And I thought that was just, wow, God just comes through. And, and it was unexpected as well. I thought that was really, really amazing. And church, there are some testimonies out there that I, I can't tell you yet. They're, they're, I'm going to share them soon. But uh, uh, I'm just excited to see more and more to come. Maybe as the worship team's coming on back. Uh, yes. Sure. We're going to pray for Kelly Lewin. The surgery. Yeah, I'll pray for it in a moment. All right. Or do you want, I'll, maybe I'll come. Okay. And um, church, as we go into the rest of this 2023, I want to challenge you. Maybe, maybe you're here and you're hearing these, these testimonies and you're like, why, why haven't my testimony, my, my prayer has been answered yet? I just want to challenge you to take a step of faith. Just rely on God. Give it over to God. And what I can guarantee is that he will see you through. He will make a way. I know there's enough people in this room that can testify to that with me. So before we, before we jump back into worship, you know what, Gretchen, why don't you come up and pray for Kelly Lewin? And um, maybe you can just also do a general prayer for the, any other prayer requests as well. And um, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Thank you, Pastor Dan. Um, <clears throat> Uh, for those of you who don't know who Kelly is, that's uh, Willie, our the mother of the church. Um, it's her daughter, uh, step uh, daughter-in-law. Sorry, is having uh, sort of a significant surgery on Tuesday. So just to lift her up in prayer and any other um, health-related and other prayer needs, I'll just cover. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the God that you are, the God of provision, the God of love, the God of compassion and hope and encouragement, and we just pray for you as the God of healing, Jehovah Rapha right now on Kelly Lewin as she goes through this surgery on Tuesday that you would protect her, that you would protect the hands of the surgeons that are going to minister to her and the nurses that will help her through her healing process in the ICU and that you would just bring her through this successfully and through it all God that she's got her eyes fixed firmly on you and that uh, she knows that you will never leave or forsake her and that you're walking with her each step of the way. And I would pray that prayer of covering on others who are facing health challenges or other uh, financial challenges, God, that, that you would just have your hands upon each one of them and that your love and protection would be felt uh, palpably as they go through these journeys. And I would also pray for Willie and her family as they provide support and encouragement uh, to Kelly in the, the days and weeks ahead. Pray all of these things in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Gretchen. And, and uh, if you go even a little bit through our social media, medias, you'll even see some of Gretchen's testimony of, 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 of healing. And um, you can see that and be encouraged. So you can be encouraged too, church. Those out of you are, are, are feeling down or, or bleak. And so why don't we take a moment here, church, if you're able, why don't you stand with me and we can uh, lift up our banners and shout for joy in victory in the name of God. Amen. Let's worship together.